You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Portland is a baseball town. Our secretary didn't have anybody on the phone. <laughs> there was nobody on the phone. They were just egging me along. So they bought a little short, chubby guy in with the name Peters and put him <laughs> in my place and sent me to double A ball. Two fans, one mission to bring Major League Baseball to Oregon, fueled by Guardian Games and Athletic Field Design. This is the Diamonds and Roses podcast. Without further ado, your host, Ben. Welcome back to another episode of the Diamonds and Roses podcast. As always, I am your host, Ben. Dave is unavailable today as he is out at his son's middle school graduation. And I'm here at the Portland Diamond Project Clubhouse with another than other than Jen Breel. Burley. Burley. Yes. Oh, Burley. <laughs> I, I knew I was going to kill that name. I, I was worried about it when I came over here. Uh, but... Jen is joining us for our 50th episode, so we are ecstatic to have her on. It's a great day, and always it's a great day to have MLB to PDX, and hopefully we won't be having to say that too much longer, because MLB will be here in PDX. Um, But Jen, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to join us. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's an honor to be a part of the 50th episode. Yes. So before we get into our episode, so I have have two children. I have a a nine-year-old and a six-year-old. So a six-year-old has this little comic book, not a comic book, but a book of jokes. And so he's like, are you going to do a podcast, Daddy? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go record today. And he's like, all right. He's like, can you ask this, uh, tell this joke? I'm like, okay. So he's, he wanted me to let you know. He said, why did the baseball player um, go to jail? Ooh, I haven't heard that joke. That's a new one. Uh, why? Because he stole second base. <laughs> oh, that's a good, I should have known that. <laughs> so anyways. <laughs> that's cute. My six-year-old wanted me to tell that joke, so I figured I'd tell it. We like to tell something a little funny at the beginning. Love it. Thank you. <laughs> so without further ado, thank you, Jen, again for coming on. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about Jen's history at first, and uh, she is a Jesuit high uh, alumni. Um, she also is a University of Oregon alumnus, yes. and she's got some really interesting uh, history as far as background and what she's done to this date. And she could probably school me all on this media <laughs> stuff. But uh, without further ado, Jen, um, so talk to us a little bit about your background as a, an athlete. Yeah. Um, well, I, I grew up in a football household um, since day one. I was at, So my dad's a football coach and we lived down in the Bay Area. And um, before, I, I was due on the same day of his first head coaching job in high school. So oh, really? it was like a big thing, like if he was gonna go to the game or be there for my birth. Luckily, I was born the day after, but um, sports have always, I guess, been in my DNA. He then um, took a job at Portland State 
and um, we're right across from that old football stadium right here right now and I spent a lot of a lot of days um, watching games watching the Vikings growing up um, but that's how we ended up in Portland and yeah I've just been around sports my whole life I played absolutely everything and anything um, that I could and um, ended up sticking with uh, volleyball and basketball in high school um, was lucky enough to play for Kathy Adelman at Jesuit and um, had the most fantastic time playing for her there uh, actually funny my senior year um, her dad Rick Adelman was in between jobs I think with the Kings and the Rockets so he was like our assistant coach last that year my uh-huh. senior season and so uh, just got an amazing valuable um, basketball experience from them and then I uh, went on to play at Chapman University my freshman year um, before transferring to Oregon and graduated from University of Oregon in 2011. (laughs) So I read a little bit about you and it said that you were captain of your basketball team at one point? Yes, yeah. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about what that, you know, what led to that and maybe that leadership opportunity that you had while being captain of your team. Yeah, I mean, obviously it was such an honor and um, I don't know, basketball was always my number one love and I'm still, you know, really close friends with a lot of the girls on the team. I've been in two of their weddings and uh, whatnot. But yeah, it was such a huge honor. And you know, those teams. It's so funny thinking back. I haven't, you know, to those playing days. But um, oh, those are some of my favorite years. And uh, we all keep in touch a lot. Um, even our coach Kathy, and you know, she's coaching over at Beaverton High School now. Mm-hmm. She's going to have three girls. I think on the varsity team next year, her three daughters. Oh wow! Yeah, so definitely want to make it over to a game then. But yeah, those that, that was really special. We came, uh, we were finished runner up at state. Felt Southridge, they were a powerhouse back then. I don't think when yeah we we won league, so we beat them twice mm-hmm. in league play and then lost them in the state championship. But uh, when we beat them in league, they hadn't lost to a team in the state of Oregon in like five years or something wow. like that. So would you say that's your most memorable yeah, moment? Yeah, definitely. Oh, for sure. Those those two games that we beat them, that was awesome. And then mm-hmm. they say it's hard to beat a three team three times. Yeah. So <laughs> that's ended, what ended up happening? But oh gosh, that I, it was amazing. And yeah, great memories for sure. Wow, Th- yeah. those are pretty cool. I mean, and like I was looking at your, you know, for basketball and you being a captain, and and so I thought that was really, really interesting, and and, and just that early leadership opportunity that provided um, provided to you or presented you, and you know how you kind of just ran with it at that point. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really cool. And then, um, so you ended up becoming a uh, a sports intern at KVAL TV. Yeah, at KVAL. So when I transferred to Oregon. Um, I interned at KVAL, I think my sophomore year. Um, I always did free internships anywhere and everywhere I could. I mean, this that industry is really tough to crack and to get into. There's so many limited jobs and mm-hmm. the landscape has just changed drastically, especially during that time and still now it's really evolving. Uh, so yeah, I was at KVAL for a while. I interned for John Canzano at um, 7.50 the game as well. Mm -hmm. And um, it was at 10.80 for a little bit. And uh, yeah, then yeah, graduated with a a news broadcast major in 2011 from Oregon. Mm -hmm. Why, why why? news broadcast? (laughs) Tell us, I mean, I I wanna know like, you know, you, you did this internship, but what really got you wanting to to go into that field of media. Yeah. I was always really passionate about journalism. Those were and um, you know, 
English and literature classes were always really um, were more of strengths of mine uh, growing up throughout school. And yeah, if I, I obviously I'm sports obsessed too. And I was like, hey, if I mm. could combine the two, that would be really fun. Uh, so yeah, that's what ended up happening. And uh, once it's interesting, once I graduated from um, Oregon in June, uh, a couple weeks later, I was supposed to go with two girlfriends on a trip to Europe for like mm-hmm. a month and a half. And we are gonna go backpacking and all these things. And I wasn't applying for jobs at that time, but um, NBC Sports Northwest, they, they were Comcast Sportsnet at the time, they reached out to me and um, they found me on Twitter and they said, hey, like we have this opening, we're creating this new job for an uh, Oregon Ducks uh, correspondent down in Eugene. We'd love to have you interview and um, do some screen testing. And uh, ended up going really well, but mm-hmm. I, they gave me the job offer three days. I was supposed to leave for Europe. And so <laughs> canceled the trip and yeah, started working there. So that was my first job. Uh, okay. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was it was a really good experience and something I'm, you know, really grateful for. Now, let's talk a little bit about your time at Oregon. I mean, mm-hmm. you got to witness some really good, interesting football times yes, while you were there. For sure, the Chip Kelly era. Chip Kelly era. Um, they went to the national championship my senior year. Yeah, and you got to uh, what? Well, at least what I read is you got to be there at the Rose Bowl the yes. first time since they won in since 1917. Yeah. So actually, it was their first Rose Bowl mm-hmm. appearance was my junior year and then I think they went to the national championship the following year. Yeah. I don't I they they're all it's it all blurs when you're a student and then you're covering the team right away mm-hmm. after that. Uh, so the my first year covering the team after college, they won that Rose Bowl mm-hmm. with Anthony Thomas and um was it like Darren Thomas James? and Michael James yep. and DeAnthony ran back that gosh that kick return for like 95 yards I think mm-hmm. it was a Rose Bowl record at the time so that was my first Rose Bowl or first bowl game that I got to work was the one that they won and that was just incredible what was that I mean you say it's incredible like what was it uh, like were you on the sideline I mean yes, were you up? I was down on the I was down um on the field pre-game and then during the game I was in the press box and then I think for the last quarter I was down on the field and gosh it was just it was really memorable. I remember being down on the sideline um, with a coworker of mine at the time, Jordan Kent, who now uh, works for the Trailblazers. But mm-hmm. it was amazing to see all the alumni, just like how much that meant to them, and yeah. how you know, just everybody. It was incredible. That atmosphere, there's nothing like it. I've no- I've been in a lot of stadiums, and that's by far the best. So it's really amazing. <laughs> I remember the time. I think it, I can't remember what year specifically it was, but I remember when the Duck beat the the Houston Cougars, oh, like on yes. the sidelines. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was at that game. The Duck this. is the best. Yes. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Whenever I was down there on the sideline, you could always count on the Duck finding you and wanting to take a selfie or something <laughs> like that. So the Duck's the best. Yeah. <laughs> Who was one player? It could be any sport while you're at Oregon was the most interesting and the best to interview while you were there. Ooh, good. Gosh, I haven't thought about that in a while. Uh, best to interview. Um, D'Anthony Thomas was always really interesting. You never knew what he was going to say. I don't know. It was kind of interesting back in that time. Like Chip Kelly was pretty strict about, you know, the media and, you know, letting his players talk or whatnot. And so I feel like 
when you got to talk to the younger players, you know, they kind of let things slip a little bit, and then they, I don't know, why isn't that? But, um, geez, who else was really interesting to interview? That's a good question. Uh, Did you get I, opportunity to interview like Michael James? Oh at yeah, all? all those guys. Mm-hmm. Well, Michael was great. You know, yeah. he was a pro. So was Kenyon Barner and. They had a great um, backfield at that. I mean, at that time with, gosh, between him yeah. and Kenyon, no, they were amazing. They were unstoppable, and no uh-huh. one had really seen an offense like that back then. So yeah. it was it was just pretty amazing to watch. I remember um, one of my favorite moments though was um, track and field uh, covering the Olympic trials, mm-hmm. and they were there. I believe this was 2012. Um, they were. It was in Eugene and at Hayward Field, which is now under construction uh but they were honoring the 100 years of the decathlon so they had all former decathletes who had ever held a u.s record their present or their you know someone from their family if they had passed and gosh i remember it was a huge celebration all day like uh, bruce jenner at the time was there and like keeping up with kardashians camera crew was there and all this thing it's a really big deal but every all the um Ashton Eaton was competing, and uh, former duck, grew up from Bend, and competing in his Oregon uniform. I believe he was a senior at the time. Maybe he had graduated. I don't know. But he broke the world record for the decathlon in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. All And they were celebrating the decathlon, like the whole trials, and it was just pretty amazing. He, he broke the record on the final event. Um, I believe it was the 400. But it, that was amazing to see. It had been raining all day, mm-hmm. and for that last event, like the sun started coming out, and it was just, it was incredible. That was, was one of my favorite memories. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was just like really wild to mm-hmm. be there for that and experience that. And if anybody's ever been to a track meet at Oregon, it's just one of the best experiences. The fans are so well educated, mm-hmm. and um, they, you know, are cheering so like as loud as they would at a football game. And it's just really nice to, you know, see the athletes be recognized in that way and have a, you know, fun place to run. You know, every not only the Oregon athletes like to compete there, but everyone mm-hmm. does just because it's such an amazing place. So what was yeah. it about the Oregon program as far as media? Yeah. As opposed to any of the other schools that you may have looked at when you're wanting to decide where I want to go to yeah. pursue my degree. Yeah. So I had known that I wanted to um, do broadcasting and Chapman down in Orange County. That's where I went my freshman year has a fantastic film school. Like they're renowned. It was amazing. But I remember um, leaving my freshman year and just kind of feeling like the school is just a little small for my liking and um I like my I didn't even know after I left my freshman year if I was going to come back or not but I had actually my first internship at KPTV here in Portland and Mm -hmm. um asking the sports director there Matt Smith at the time does it matter if I go to this really expensive fancy private school or what about Oregon and he was like oh my gosh Jen like Oregon's an amazing journalism school you'd be totally fine there like I think you'd be so happy there and you know so it all ended up working out and um so glad that it did and Mm -hmm. yeah really grateful for my time there yeah I get to say that you probably got a really good experience between the different levels of sports that you got to cover yeah like while they're between basketball Football and uh, yeah. you know, the Catholic, covering track, track and, field, and field, one of the best in the country. Baseball. Yeah. yeah, it was amazing. Now, 
Was it at this point that uh, baseball started back up again at yes. U of O? Yes, I think, um, gosh, they had my, I think they, they came back maybe my sophomore year. So that was a big thing because yeah. they hadn't been there for some no, years. No, and they hadn't, and that was a really big deal. I remember um, because Alex Cudell, who also went to Jesuit with me, he was the grade below, he was in their first class of recruits there. Mm-hmm. So I think he was like one of the first guys to go all the way through. And his fresh, her senior year, I believe, he won Pac-12 Pitcher of the Year. And he basically like pretty much walked on there, you know? So that was pretty amazing to see because obviously, the Pac-12 is amazing mm-hmm. at baseball, and yeah. they have so many great pitchers. And so I remember that was really exciting to see. Interesting. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. Um, so you know, you're covering baseball, but let, let's because because we're now talking about baseball. This is a baseball podcast. What was your earliest um, memory of baseball itself? Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. Well, I played softball I just always remember like being out on the field I mean we I grew up in Lake Oswego and I had two younger brothers and we're all really close in age and a younger sister as well but she wasn't as into sports but we would always just you know be we'd walk to the park and you know just be out there playing all day Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know I like I joke all the time that my mom would like literally lock the front door until dinner was ready and so we would just be outside all the time playing. you playing yeah. so or and if we didn't go to the park we we lived in a cul-de-sac and we'd draw with chalk like the bases mm-hmm. home base and pitcher's mound and you know so we would just all be playing outside. Who I were guess. you when you were playing? <laughs> who, 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 if if you were out playing, you know, back then, and you're like, I am so and so, and I'm up to yeah. bat, and I'm gonna hit a home run. Who, who are you? It's funny. I don't remember following baseball that much at that age, but I remember knowing the names because my dad would. I don't know what you would call it back then. It was some sort of like fantasy thing. Would you like? He would like pick players a like, from the baseball? New, newspaper. Yeah, it was like back. When people actually read the newspaper, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't uh, think they have the newspaper now. Yeah, no, but they—I don't know. I just remember like a some sort of fantasy thing that my dad. So I like remember like all the names like Gary Sheffield and whatnot. And oh, former Marlin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I just, but I would never like say I'm so and so. I guess maybe I should mm-hmm. <laughs> should have, but I just I just remember that being a lot of fun and you yeah. rain or shine, you know. So you ever go to, you ever been to like a professional major league baseball game? I have, I have. Um, Grew up in Oakland A's fan because my family is all from the Bay Area and um, you know, my parents used to go to all the games and whatnot. Um, But gosh, probably the most memorable game I went to, it was the first year um, of the new Yankee Stadium and they were playing the Red Sox and we happened to get really good seats. Um, I think we were like, 10 rows behind the Red Sox dugout and it was I was interning in New York for the summer and I think it was on a third it was on a weekday and I remember it being so late it went to I want to say about 18 innings or or 17 or Mm -hmm. something crazy and um A-Rod hit a walk-off and whatever inning maybe it was she 18 that would be way too many I think it was about 13 or 14 innings yeah and that was just amazing to see that ballpark I mean is beautiful now but it's just the first year that it was open um 
that's definitely a memory that stands out. <laughs> so you get to chalk that one up yeah, to like, I remember hey, I got to go to thinking to myself, like, if this goes into one more inning, I'm not going to stay. But I'm <laughs> glad we stuck it out. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a Red Sox fan at heart. So, you know, I'm, I just recall Aaron Boone hitting the home run to end in the ALCS like years ago to end uh, the Red Sox hopes to go to the World Series. Oh, that yeah. Year. Yeah, that, that still sticks with me to this day. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think this that was like summer of 2009, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I would guess. <laughs> yeah. So that must have been a, a really an interesting experience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just drawing from that experience, you, you probably could tell like, hey, this, this stadium has that, that, that oh, it totally. factor that you couldn't just take and, and put somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just phenomenal. Yeah. Dude. They call it, I think they call it the house that Steinbrenner built yeah. or something like that. Oh, or or you amazing. could say Jeter built. Yeah, like, that's true. That <laughs> too. So um, before we you know transition into um, the Portland Diamond Project and take a quick break, I got three questions mm-hmm. for you. Three fun questions to okay. get to know a little bit more about you. They're just <laughs> off the thing. So we're going to call this three questions to ask Jen. So question one, if we were on a road trip, what would you be listening to on the radio? Ooh, specifically or genre of music? Uh, specifically, specifically or genre or whatever. Definitely country music. I um, am a big big Chris Stapleton fan. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to a lot of Brett Young lately because he was in concert here recently. But yeah, yeah country. Yeah, country I like, I like uh, Mumford and Sons. Oh, like they're the good. New album, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dave Matthews, you could kind of find. Uh-huh. My wife and I just got tickets to go see them up north there oh, in nice. September. So that's kind of what you'd find. Amazing. Yeah, outer sports radio. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Depends if there's a game on or not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next question What's the most useless talent you have? Oh, gosh. Useless. Um, that's a good question. I think I could think of a lot of them if I <laughs> had thought, really thought about it. Jeez. Uh, Useless talent. What what would yours be? Well, mine would be like reciting like random movie quotes. Oh, because like it, I find that's it's pretty like useless. good though. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> for like I love um, you know airplane. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I love reciting it. You know that there, there's some things I probably won't say. Here, yeah, but, yeah. But you know, like airplane, major league. I love major league yeah. the movie, and I just love like. The, the part where they're on the runway and they're just like duct taping the propeller. Yeah. Or, um, you know, the guy's like, you going somewhere, guys? <laughs> he's like, yeah, about 90 feet. Oh my gosh. Serrano. Love it. So. Oh gosh. We'll have to come back to that at the okay. end. I'll have to keep thinking. And the last question yes. is, is if you were a superhero and you had one superpower, what would it be? Ooh, um, definitely be able to teleport <laughs> oh yeah. nice yeah nice i would i would want to cut out in some travel. ways i'm afraid of heights afraid to death of heights mm-hmm. but i would like want to fly oh that would be nice then, too you, know, you could get to yeah get i guess i just places. want to cut it out and just get there <laughs> yeah exactly all right well um we're gonna take a quick break and hear from our sponsor and we'll be right back sick of overpriced apparel and equipment looking for a company who prides themselves in quality products and services look no further than our friends at hit factory athletics created by a pro ball player born purely from the love of the game they exist to serve players and fans of the game take it from me ben hit factory athletics prides itself in quality and service head on over and check them out at www.hitfactoryathletics.com 
hitfactoryathletics.com. That's www.hitfactoryathletics.com. At checkout, enter promo code DRPODCAST. That is D-R-P-O-D-C-A-S-T and receive a 10% discount upon checkout. Join the legends with Hit Factory Athletics. All right, and we're back here. Uh, so we're back here with Jen with Portland Diamond Project, the media manager. And we're now going to just jump in and we're going to talk to Jen a little bit about like her role with Portland Diamond Project. We're going to talk a little bit about, you know, things that she's got going on right now, kind of some things that she's recently done <laughs> and maybe some things moving forward and just you know some other random fun facts that maybe we can figure out while we're uh, talking so again thank you for coming on jen thank you for taking your time um so you now uh, so you went from the oregonian and you uh now are with the portland diamond project talk to us a bit about that transition like i know that you hadn't been working for the oregonian for like a little bit of time if i'm Mm -hmm. correct and then so um you know who called you and just kind of like what was that that conversation like? yeah actually uh craig and i started discussing the project it uh geez i think my one year anniversary was a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. or whatnot and um it was right around the time where they had kind of went public with everything and it was just blowing up you know and so we sat down and had a meeting over at tva architects and uh, just you know said you know we both kind of talked about why we thought it would be a good fit and it just made a lot of sense and um yeah it was uh, there were some other things that I was potentially going to be doing or working on mm-hmm. but I just thought this was too good of an opportunity to turn down and I'm really thankful that I'm here now mm-hmm. and yeah it, I mean it's um made a lot of sense for both of us and there was so much you know media going on then but they didn't really have anybody you know kind of organizing and orchestrating it and yeah it's been awesome we've started our own podcast as well and we're you know visible on um, social media every day on all three channels Instagram Mm -hmm. Facebook and Twitter and um, yeah so it's just organically happened and it's been really great Mm -hmm. what's describe like a typical day what what, what's that like for you Mm -hmm. as like media manager Mm -hmm. because I mean, I could have like a, a belief. It's like, oh, I'm, you know, you're out trying to manage, making sure, yeah. you know, Mike's not doing anything he's not <laughs> supposed to or, or Craig's being more active. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, it's interesting. It's different every day, but mm-hmm. it's nice because that's kind of what I've been used to. You know, when you work in um, sports or news or anything, like no day is the same. You never know what's going to happen. And, you know, that's kind of the same thing here. Um, you know, it's, you know, I'm constantly, um, monitoring, you know, our social media channels and posting and responding to things. And, um, but I've also, you know, been helping a lot, a lot with brand and marketing as Mm -hmm. well. You know, we've, uh, opened this retail store in December and we have a lot of new apparel. And so I work on the, you know, photo shoots and getting those up on the website and, um, you know, putting that out into the world. And uh, lots of other things too, like I've been doing a lot of event planning. Um, I've had a couple of big events here. Um, 
we're you know summertime we've got a lot of things going on we've been at first thursday last couple months um there's a lot of golf tournaments and uh just a lot of different things Mm -hmm. it keeps me really busy which is good but there's never really a dull moment and you know, I'm just um, monitoring what other people are saying about us too, and mm-hmm. you know, setting up interviews and um, just making every making sure everything's running smoothly. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I, I gotta imagine you're getting lot, you know, many, 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 um, you know, people reaching out to you on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So th- there's got to be a, good a lot. Chunk of time. Yeah. yeah. Well, out of curiosity, how much time do you think that you're spending devoted towards either looking at responses or trying to respond to people? Oh, or even a lot. I just all. turned that um, feature on my phone, like how much screen time I have. <laughs> it's ridiculous, but mm-hmm. I guess it's okay because I'm working. working. Mm-hmm. Um, but ooh, responding to people, uh, probably like seven hours a week. That's that's just quite through, a bit of time. I yeah, mean, just not including emails. Because <laughs> like, I mean, looking at last time I looked at Twitter, you had the uh, Diamond Project had over like twelve thousand. Yeah, followers. We're over thirteen thousand now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a lot. And Instagram and, over fourteen. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. from all over, not yeah. just like not just yeah. here in the metropolitan area or the state. I mean, from everywhere. Washington, I mean, everywhere. we I get asked all the time, about, like, can we sign the petition if we're in Pittsburgh or something like that? I'm like, of course. You mm-hmm. know, it's not just. Oregon, like we want to, you know, showcase that everybody wants this to happen. You know, it'd be great for Major League Baseball. So that's been interesting too. Yeah. Speaking of the petition, it's up over what thirty k? Over thirty four thousand. Thirty four thousand. Yes. And so, if anybody wants to sign it, because I know there's some questions mm-hmm. once in a while, you get yeah. these questions, or actually more frequently than once in a while. But people always ask, like, where can I go sign? Do I have to sign in person? Can, can you talk to us a little bit about? Yeah, like, of course. That? Uh, well, you can sign at our website, PortlandDiamondProject.com, and it's, it'll be the first thing that you see once you pull up our website. But yeah, we have this cool portable petition right here in our retail store as well. It's filling up quite nicely. This is our second one that we've done over here like this. And Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of space yet left. Um, But yeah, we'll be getting a new board once this one's completely full as well. Um, But yeah, we're also uh, planning a summer tour coming up this summer as well. We're going to we have dates locked down um, to go to Eugene and Corvallis, so you um, we'll let you guys know when that is, but mm-hmm. um, that will be later, mid-July. But yeah, you'll be able to sign it in person too with us then if you don't wanna just do it online. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so they, there's clearly this running list that the project's keeping, and, and they're using this to like show Major League Baseball about the interest exactly. in the program. Yeah. So would you say it, it's really important that, to help you know, push this further along. Yeah, for, for sure. I mean, if we get 50,000 signatures on this, I feel like that will make a big statement in the state of Oregon and the city of Portland. Um, you know, we also have our rewards program where mm-hmm. we encourage people, you know, if they, they go to this link, they can um, share it with their family and friends. And as, if they get a lot of people to sign too, they'll earn rewards through us. And uh, actually, Russell Wilson challenged, um, or he said the person who gets the most signatures he took that PDP hat off of his head and he signed it and he said, you'll win this hat. So mm-hmm. um, we have that here ready for someone when we reach that 50K mark. <laughs> nice. Now, as a, you know, as a, as a person who's you know, been in this area, lived in this area, you know, what does it mean to you for you know, Major League Baseball in this push? Because we, we, we've seen it in the past. We've seen where there's big push to get the Expos now, the Nationals. 
and now the Diamond Projects come along, great big push, lots of momentum. Like, what does it mean to you um, for Major League Baseball yeah. when it comes to Portland? It means the world to me. Like, I, I you know, I feel so lucky to um, be working for this project and be the in the position that we're in. And honestly, it's looking better and better every day that this is going to happen. But it would just mean. I know a lot to me and everybody else on our team to make this happen, and we feel really good about that. Um, but you know, it's going to benefit Portland so much, mm-hmm. and there's so many different ways that you could count that. You know, it's going to create so many jobs. It's going to be amazing for revenue and for infrastructure. And you know, we picture this not only being a place where you can go and take in a game with your family and friends, and you know, be a real you know community effort and you know I, I think baseball and sports brings people together and we really see that something every you know when you're at a blazer playoff game or a timbers or thorns games like the sense of community in those environments mm-hmm. that sense is so strong and I think that's what's most important for me too is to you know bring that with a whole nother pro team in Portland um, would just be amazing on top of all the other benefits that it would add to the city. So <laughs> you brought up Russell Wilson uh, about a minute or so ago. Uh, you recently were up doing a live event with Russell where he took over Twitter. Yeah, took over the Twitter page for the Portland Diamond Project. Tell us a little bit about like. Yeah, that. it was so. So we've been. Um, this has been in the works for a while, and I um, got the call on Tuesday night that he was going to be in the office after practice on Wednesday and come up to Seattle if we could and I was like of course like we'll make this happen so uh yeah I went up to Seattle on Wednesday and um he was amazing like and anything that you hear or read about him that's positive is true like he is just so infectious and so and so engaging and so Mm -hmm. positive and just a real pleasure to work with such a gentleman and we're just really lucky that he's a part of our team. Uh, but yeah, so we sat down and, you know, he took over our Twitter. He was, I don't know if anybody watched on his um, live feed on Instagram, but he literally took my laptop and was answering the questions himself. He was very yep. hands on. And um, yeah, we went on. If you go to our Facebook page, you can watch 10 minutes of his Instagram live that we did mm-hmm. from his account, which has like over 3 million followers or whatnot. But in the middle of it, all of a sudden, his wife Sierra yeah. walks in, and I, I had no idea if she was even in the country. So that was a fun <laughs> surprise too. And I was just gonna ask you about that because I remember yeah. watching the video yeah. and see her jump again. And yeah, my face talking. was probably like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if not big enough with like you know Russell there, Sierra jumps. Yeah, in, right. You know? <laughs> oh gosh, she is just she's stunning. She and you know Russell's so passionate about this project, but she is just as much if not well more. that's why she's invested her own money yeah, into the project they invested separately yeah i mean really a lot cool. of people don't understand mm-hmm. the fact that russell is on his own dime and sierra's on her own dime mm-hmm. also and i find that great because you know she's showing a very large sense of responsibility and leadership and she would be one of the min- minority owners as far as women mm-hmm. in involved I think she'd ownership. be the, like also she'd be a minority owner if this happens but also she'd you know be I think one of the only women in color that has like part ownership in a professional team so that's really important to her mm-hmm. woman entrepreneurship is really important to her and she speaks about that all the time um, but we are so lucky to have both of them involved, really. 
they've been amazing and um, we're looking forward to working with them more we're going to be up at um, Russell's Celebrity Golf Tournament up in Washington in a couple weeks in two weeks mm-hmm. and uh, we're looking forward to playing a part in that and yeah it should be a good time well <laughs> excellent um, so uh, where where's the Diamond Project going from here? I mean, they've mm-hmm. got they've got a lot of things going on this summer. I know that they're going to be out uh, with the Portland Pickles here mm-hmm. soon. Um, it's on I'm Father's ass- Day. Yeah, I'm assuming there's a lot of other um, events like you just mentioned, like golf up in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that last year they did. You know, Mike went down to the, some of the Duck Games. Yeah, some of the I went to the Duck Games. Oh, Mike went to, went to the Mike Beaver, went Beaver games. games. I'm I'm holding it up for the Ducks because. <laughs> Uh, the Beavers are amazing, and they've had so much success with baseball. And um, we have a lot of participants from Corvallis, and we're mm-hmm. very thankful for that. But I've got to hold it, hold it down for the Ducks. <laughs> so I, when the when you see the van in Corvallis, it's probably Mike, mm-hmm. and then me. I'll take that down to Eugene. That's a lot of fun. So let's throw this at you. Yeah. Another ask Jan a question: um, If you could take any player professionally or, or collegiately whatever that's from the state of Oregon to start a team around who would that be ooh collegially collegially or professionally I would take pull. Adley, yeah, Adley? <laughs> well, yeah. of course he makes why a not, lot of why sense why not PDP's own Darwin Barney yeah Darwin hey he can may, come out of I could see Darwin coming out of retirement and playing you never know <laughs> Honestly, he throws it around sometimes, and I, uh-huh. I think he should. I think he would have to get a so, shoulder operation. He could be like he Roger did. Dorn and just take yeah, a pitch, right? Yeah, totally. Sorry, sorry, so. sorry if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, Darwin's awesome. He's great too. He's been such a fantastic leader. Uh, yeah, let's take Adley Rushman. Yeah, <laughs> why not? I mean, why not? Yeah, <laughs> let's sign him here to get a couple years and yeah. get him over here. I like. Uh, Nolan Arenado from the from Colorado as well, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, Matt Chapman got to represent the A's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, we, there's so much talent in this yeah. area. Mm-hmm. I, it would be great to be able to pull in some of that talent, whether it be past, current, or maybe even oh, the future. Yeah, like sure. when when we get a team here because mm-hmm. you know i really have the passion that i think you know at some point we're going to get that team whether it be expansion or whether it be relocation i mean there's there's been tons of talk about that and um i know we talked about mike with mike about like that expansion relocation mm-hmm. um it, it kind of where where do we kind of stand with that at this this point in time is it just kind of still up in the air whether yeah i mean i'm what we're trying to do right now is to make sure that we're like in the best position possible for when the time comes, because mm-hmm. we know it's going to. Um, the commissioner has said over and over again that the A's and Rays need to figure out their ballpark situations, and then we'll talk expansion. Mm-hmm. Um, we're rooting for the A's and the Rays to do that. We're rooting for them to figure it out quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but if they don't, they could be relocated. Yeah. So um, obviously relocation would be less expensive and quicker. Um, but it'd be so fun to start our own team and yeah. franchise as well. So essentially starting from the ground up. Yeah. Um, you know, I know we're. I think we're like the only West Coast city that's vying for a team, and there's like Very several much, East yeah. Coast cities that mm-hmm. you know got Montreal. You have Nashville. Yeah. I think Charlotte, Charlotte maybe mm-hmm. also another one. Mm-hmm. So there's really interesting that that the wet in the West Coast, Portland's the only city 
and just how far ahead yeah. that Portland is. And you got really great leadership backing this up. Tell us a little bit about Craig. I mean, we, you know, I've, I've passed them, you know, here and there, had some conversations. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about like what he's like to yeah. work with. Well, Craig is a fantastic leader. I'm first and foremost, and he's a great person. And mm-hmm. so um, we're really lucky to have him at the top running the show. Um, I think a lot of people know he was he's a former Nike exec. He was at Nike for a long time. Um, he ran Nike Asia, and he came back and ran the cleated division mm-hmm. with Nike. And it was when he was running the cleated division, he got to know the commissioner for Major League Baseball, Robert Manfred, pretty well. And um, based off that relationships and conversations that they've had, um, that's why he started the Portland Diamond Project mm-hmm. because he got to know him and knows how you know how convincing he is that he wants to expand to 32 teams. And mm-hmm. so Craig is a huge baseball fan, always has been. It's just in his blood and his DNA. And so you know he knows how badly the commissioner is wanting to expand to 32 teams, and he's a progressive and. So that's why Craig, mm-hmm. you know, started this group. So, um, yeah, it's it's been great to work with Craig, and it's truly an honor. Yeah, and we had Mike on the show too, Mike Barrett, that is, and you know, Blazer Mike, my most people know him <laughs> by, but uh, you know, we were over at his house, yeah. did a recording with him, and it was just you know lovely to be, um, you know, in his presence and just that 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 I guess that drive that he had the passion yeah. the excitement mm-hmm. that he has for that um you know i gotta imagine it's been really fun working with him also and just that that you know you being media people totally, just that knowledge. Yeah. have you shared just kind of like war stories with one another about things oh gosh i mean we talk about that stuff you know all the time i cover the blazers for only like three years while I was at the Oregonian so obviously he was there for a long time mm-hmm. but it's so interesting to hear his perspective on you know oh gosh he has so many stories like we'll be on road trips together or whether it be Corvallis or whatever and he can just go on and on and on so <laughs> it's really it's, it's you gotta soak it all in like a sponge when you're around Mike so yeah it's fun <laughs> so you probably have learned like uh, you know something from him. oh gosh yeah I learned what's from one him thing that day. you've learned from him like you know just about media and, yeah. and how to handle it um one thing I really admire about him is you know how he treats people you know he's mm-hmm. really personable he really cares and even his professional relationships, he puts a lot of time into that where, you know, he could easily blow someone off, but he doesn't. Mike really cares and he's really mm-hmm. genuine. And so that's something yeah. I really admire I'd about say him. he gave us the time of day just to come on. <laughs> no, and, well, of and course. But well, we he, Mike it. is just a really good person. And yeah. Um, he's a great character, too. He, it he, is. He, and I know it was really hard what, with what happened with him with the Blazers, but, uh, you know. I look at it at the bright side, like, what if Mike Barrett was a key contributor in bringing Major League Baseball to Portland? Mm-hmm. Like, what a great gift he could give to the city yeah. um, after he's given us so much, too. Exactly. So many memories. <laughs> and just in, in using everything that he's learned and, and, mm-hmm. and up to this point and just putting that time and effort in, into the project has just been been great. Um, so what's what's been one fun thing that you like you, that sticks out to you the most about what you've done since coming aboard with the project? Yeah, uh, I would say both. Um, 
hosting PDP Day here. That was really fun. I think I believe that was in April, and it was just a big celebration of our mm-hmm. um, anniversary of the Portland Diamond Project. Um, we had John Canzano's radio show out here, and um, we had Olympia Provisions and Breakside Brewery. And it was just a huge party, and you know, launched some new merchandise. Um, as well as the Radiothon that we did with 1080 mm-hmm. The Fan. They broadcasted here live for nine hours. Yeah. I was here from like 4.30 in the morning to 8 p.m. at night. And um, those were both really rewarding experiences. Um, as well as we just granted a wish recently with Baseballs in for Make-A-Wish. Um, we're this spending... is your second one that you, mm-hmm. helped, you helped be involved yeah. with. Yeah. yeah. I was there for the first one, and that was just so amazing. I would be lying if I said I didn't like shed a tear. We're sending a kid to the all-star game. Um, that's his dream, that was mm-hmm. his wish. And just to be a part of that and see how emotional he was and grateful. And uh, it's things like that that just, you know, make all this so worth it, you know, mm-hmm. just giving back. <laughs> so a couple more questions and then, you know, we'll let you go. Looking at the, uh, the drawings of the, the stadium. Oh yeah, the renderings. Aren't the renderings they of these, you know, these stadiums—they're amazing. As I talked about earlier, because I brought up the fact of like going to Yankee Stadium and these stadiums being—they're unique to the area. What do you think is one thing if you could add anything to the rendering to the like stadium that. itself to make it unique to this area? What would it be? Mm-hmm. So we have a bike tailgating area which is interesting and like and you've seen some of these renderings in these mm-hmm. suites up here that there's just they have these beer tabs and <laughs> that mm-hmm. are really nice too I'm a wine girl and I think having an S component of that with you know some good pinots from the Willamette ah. Valley that'd be nice <laughs> so from, from around the yeah, area from the, yeah oh all local totally uh-huh. oh my gosh Portland is like the king of food and beverages mm-hmm. like we've got to just totally go out all out on that yeah speaking of food i had talked to mike i was like yeah. if, if i could have one component to the stadium what it say? would make a food i was oh, say, you saying that i said it'd make a food cart area yeah food oh cart yeah alley and we've totally talked about that and dave's like dave told me he's like well what would you do would you would you have it like people constantly there or would you have it changing i said it'd be awesome to have it like changing yeah. or if you had like this that's people definitely coming been in discussed <laughs> yeah so i think it'd be neat to have like food cart alley yeah. is what i said yeah and uh, you know i think the other kind of neat thing would be to like in center field I know in Pittsburgh they have a waterfall, uh-huh. but putting something similar to a waterfall with like trees, maybe like That's some different animals, and I think one thing to be make it even more unique to to you know to give back to like the history of Portland is maybe have like salmon jumping and maybe have some like lamprey coming up. Honestly, it seems a little far out there, but honestly, those things have been talked about. We have a stack of renderings about this high. I'm so, sure you do. Yeah. yeah. It's it's all, you know, and it actually, it's been fun to work with um, Darwin Barney on this too. Uh, he's in a consultant and investor. He's mm-hmm. played in every ballpark. So it's just been really interesting to get feedback from him to see what works, what doesn't, you know, and what he likes, what players don't mm-hmm. like. and. Um, that's been really valuable as well. Awesome. Two more questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the feeling going to be like when you walk into the stadium for the first time oh to watch the yeah. first home game? What's, I've thought about what, that so much. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's, it's 
going to be just pure joy. Mm-hmm. I, it's going to be the best thing ever. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I don't think you, there's anything better than that, honestly. Just to look at everyone's faces mm-hmm. and, you know, saying that we did this. And it's gonna, it's a total team effort. And so that's the best part about it all, you mm-hmm. know. It's going to gonna me, be amazing. To me, it's like that. If you if you think about that movie in, I think, the early 90s, uh, um, uh Rookie of the Year, yeah. where the kid Henry Rollingardner like mm-hmm. walks into the field with his buddies and just like it Wrigley, I believe it was, and just seeing how excited he was. That's kind of like totally. one of the things that I feel like just walking in oh, there. Gosh. It's gonna be great to bring my children and oh, showing that experience. It's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be a hot ticket opening it day. <laughs> it is. So who's who? Who do you think will be throwing out the first pitch opening day? Oh, it's funny. Someone asked Russell that last week on our Q and A. Russell was like, I'd be honored to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure he's in the running. Um, if if Mike does it with his with his, you know, he's got that shoulder issue there. Going, <laughs> is he throwing like 75, 65 to seventy across Mike the plate? I don't know. I haven't seen Mike throw a baseball, so that's <laughs> TBD. But he did play for the Beavers yes. back in the day. Um, maybe we'll have something where a bunch of people will throw out a first pitch where they're all lined up. It's kind of like the old yeah. shovel thing where yeah. everybody gets yeah. in and just like throws it, just yeah. the involvement. Um, awesome. Uh, so uh, last question and just more, you know, I know everybody probably knows by this time about, about where to go for Portland Diamond Project, but um, I, I just want to reiterate, like, what, you know, what could they do to get to Portland Diamond Project stuff? Like, mm-hmm. I know there's always people like, hey, where can I get that jersey? Just kind of, yeah. so just fill yeah, us in a little sure. bit before we end. Uh, uh, well, our website, as I mentioned before, is portlanddiamondproject.com. You can always go there and buy our merchandise, sign the petition, uh, look for the latest updates. We have all the latest news articles. You can read about our leadership team. And um, just a lot of, and look at, you know, our ballpark renderings. Um, We're also here right now in the clubhouse. Uh, We're located on 1919 Southwest Morrison Street in downtown Portland. We're right across from Providence Park where the Thorns and the Timbers play. Um, We're open here Wednesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. If you want to come on in and we have all of our latest and greatest merchandise too. Won't have to pay shipping that well, as well if you... Uh, take that route and we're also on Facebook uh, the Portland Diamond Project and Twitter uh, Portland Diamond Project and Instagram I think it's PDX Project. Uh, you can probably just yeah. look it up using the you can look search it up, tool just search the, yeah exactly yeah, so you're everywhere I mean, we are everywhere everywhere yeah <laughs> we are everywhere it's good though it is great um, thank you so much for you know taking time to spend here with us on the the podcast and we really appreciate it. You know, just like them, you can you can find us also on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Just search uh, Diamonds and Roses podcast. We're here, just bringing you great quality content week in, week out. Um, and once again, this is our fiftieth episode. We're really, really happy. We're going to bring you some great quality content. More episodes this summer. We're going to have pumping a bunch out. Um, just to fill you in, we're going to actually be up at the Ridgefield Athletic Sports Complex pretty soon. We're going to be hanging out with some of the Ridgefield Raptors, talking and interviewing them. Um, We got another special episode that we got recording here really soon that we're going to get out shortly. Uh, And uh, the hint on that would be Oregon State Baseball. So I'll leave you with that. But anyways, I'm Ben, and this will do it for this episode. Thank you so much, and you have a great day wherever you are at. Peace out.